this podcast talks about serious issues and has explicit language, please listen at your own discretion. Do not listen in public. Please put in headphones and don't listen around children. I can't tell. No, it's <laughs> the intro music is rolling. All right. I was saving that beer crack. Well, you didn't do it at the right time. I thought we I'm... were. <laughs> do, 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 do. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you. You're welcome. So we started using our both of our microphones like responsible adults instead mm-hmm. of just one so that we didn't have to be sitting next to each other because swan has cooties well, obviously feeling your hot breath on my face sometimes makes me, <laughs> makes me feel you wet. would fucking double down bitch <laughs> <laughs> i make fun of you when you're like all right anyway <clears throat> mine wasn't necessarily bad i you just won. said i just said that feeling your hot breath in my face made me feel away that's all i said feel away so it could have like a way oh. a certain way <laughs> i was like away like out of the room <laughs> like, so confused so it could have been like it was too it sexual i had to like okay stop i'm starters. just saying also guys <laughs> i would like to say i don't think that's true but whatever <laughs> hot breath on your face swab <laughs> really um Welcome. Thank you so much for listening to I'm Your Person. Thank you. We are here to hopefully be your person, for you to be our person, and to be each other's person. Although me and Swab like to fight a lot, so sometimes we're not the... Earlier today, whew, I got so mad at you. <laughs> Why? What did I do? do I, um, I have to think about it. We were in the... Remember, I was like, you're not being my friend right now. You're not being my oh, person. it's because I was talking about how much I like tooth pain. Okay, yeah. So this is like what I have to deal with since <laughs> you have to see what Swan has to deal with. Uh, Swan apparently has like a thing for tooth pain. And this, I kind of want to like. It's cringy. I want to reach out to the listener. I want to leave. I want to find out if I'm alone in this or if I am amongst my community I had braces growing up, and this was even before braces too, but whenever my teeth would be in pain, whether it was my wisdom teeth coming in or getting my braces adjusted every month, I enjoyed the pain. Not in a sexual way, because that would be a fetish, but there was something about the pain and the aching that I enjoyed. And I told Swan we were not talking about that on the podcast because it made me super uncomfortable. And then Swan was like, yes, we are. And I was like, why, when you're supposed to be my person, are you forever forcing me through things that I'm on the other side saying, no, stop, don't. You look like you have a point. Would you like to make it? My point (laughs) was sorry. when we were talking about it, I was saying... Because you were like, you can talk about it, but I need to leave the room. Yeah, I was asking to go. I and did I, not get permission. And I said, absolutely not. If you're my friend, you will stick by my side through this time of trying, time of need. We were essentially just <laughs> telling each other we weren't being what each other needed. And that's we can't always be that. Because you wouldn't be my person and I wouldn't be your friend. Yeah. I, I let you talk about it, though. Yeah, you did. See, I, I feel just like did. our counselor would be really happy if we had one. <laughs> We're, we should go to therapy. We really should. I think that would be good for us. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody. Everybody should go to therapy. Pause this podcast right now. Call a therapist. <laughs> go to... Right some, now? Go oh, to, Jesus. Yeah. You left their phone on. Also, put your phones on silent. What a nerd. Yep. 
EP's yelling at everybody right now. Yeah, EP's so pissed. I think mine is on silent. Mine isn't. Um, if you're looking for a good therapist, go to Psychology Today, and you can type in your insurance information and your zip code and what type of therapy you're looking for, and they give you just a thousand options, and it's really great. That's my PSA for the day. I wasn't listening to you because That's I was fine. responding to was that just, text. That I, I was got. talking to the listener. I wasn't even talking to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like three times I've spit laughed into the mic now. EP's going to kill me. This is why we have pop filters. They're actually just spit filters. It's true. Um, so we decided to do a new thing that we're going to do. Butt stuff. That's not. Nope, we could edit that out. If you want. No, you can leave it there. I was just like, that's not your business. That's yeah. <laughs> also not that necessarily is... true. Can neither confirm nor deny. Confirm nor um, deny. Okay. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm switching subjects. No! I'll bring it up later. <laughs> Fuck you. Now we've teased the listener, though. They They'll be it. happy. Then you have to listen on in the next subject. Now change. they're skipping we'll forward. Go ahead. I don't care. Um, I care. Stick around, listener. Actually, I have to because it's the whole, hmm? it's the whole chunk. It's the, the whole meat. It's the holy grail. All right. So we were thinking about doing a high and low thing where it could be like we would just trade off and say like our highs and our lows. I think we should start with lows so that um, we end on a high note because mm-hmm. that seems to be what the people do um <laughs> i think that's the way what the other podcasters are doing no, these days. i wouldn't know i don't listen to podcasts i just meant Dude, like i listen to eight hours of podcasting every day that's part of the reason we did this is that we are different we're oil and water we're ebony and ivory something like that <laughs> i'll take it anyway um Anyways. Would you like to start off with your weekly low point? Actually, so it's for your week, your day, your last hour, your whatever moment. you yeah, whatever you want to do. It's just give me your low. So for this week, I didn't have like one specific moment of a low. I sort of had a little bit of a like a general, which I think it might just be. We it's probably just anxiety. We could just call it anxiety. <laughs> dealt with a lot of that myself this yeah, week. Yeah, but mine was sort of, you know, anxiety has different levels. Sometimes it's like a screaming, screeching, urgent, crying voice in your head, and sometimes it's just sort of a low rumble that's not super loud, but it's definitely always there. And so I think I was just dealing with a little bit of the low rumbling this week, and it wasn't about anything specific. It's just my anxiety, whether it's, I think for me a little bit it was like time management that I was having a very busy week and it was kind of rumbling at me and then also just like money even though like I'm financially in a pretty good place right now but it was still money's always stressful it's still like a nagging rumble I don't know that it is for everyone it makes me like check my bank account like four times a day even though like nothing yeah like the the low rumble where it's like nothing has changed huh but you know it's uh I feel like that's just anxiety in general, just like that low rumble. Luckily, it's not like a high screech, but you know. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes. I'm grateful that it's a low rumble. I think mine hasn't been as much lately. As much? Of a low rumble. Oh, yours has been higher. (laughs) Can I? (laughs) 
<laughs> your pop filter is so high that I can't see your eyes. I know. <laughs> That's good. Now I can see. <laughs> Cute. I just want to see your face. It's right here. So that was my low. Not too low, but just kind of there. Not too bad, though. What was yours? Um, my <clears throat> stomach is <laughs> talking. Oh, my throat. Cool. Uh, I had a really bad April Fool's. It wasn't because anybody like... A like no, no, no. Oh, okay. It was just... A, it was April Fool's and it was a bad day. No one like did anything extra. Mm-hmm. Everything was fine. I just had, if I could split myself into seven, I could have done everything I was supposed to do yesterday or everything that I needed to do. Everything that needed to be done is really what I should say. clone yourself times seven? Yeah. Um, And I think that existing throughout the whole day, knowing that there was no possible way that I could ever catch up was a really tough feeling to be in the whole day. That's super frustrating. And then, like, my zone... Zone down? What the fuck am I trying to say? My, like, calm down time Mm. was all plagued by that, like, you never caught up feeling, which sucks. And it's just, like, a part of... It's a flaw, I think, of my mind to be hard on myself when I... It's literally impossible to... I mean, I'm sure it's a flaw we all have, but, like, it's literally impossible to have caught up. Yeah. And I did the best that I could, and I think that that's really tough to remember sometimes. Well, and when we were talking about it earlier before we started recording, and you were explaining to me, like, how frustrating it was and that you had so much to do and there was no possible way you were going to get it done, and so it just it leads to, like, anxiety. And one of the things that I said was to sort of let yourself off the hook because nobody could have gotten it all of that done. Yeah. So sort of bringing yourself to a realization of like, this is an impossibly high standard that not even the best of us could reach. So you are sort of allowed to let yourself off the hook and be like, I'm just going to do as much as I can. And that has to be good enough. Well, I think, yeah, like trying, trying your hardest is there's something to be said for that. Yeah. But um, also like I can't help but feel that as failure, which is a really big piece of what I keep talking about what I'm trying to do right now, um, a part of myself that I'm trying to change and shape is to fail better um, with more dignity instead of, uh, I don't know, throwing as much of a tantrum. Or I think that, uh, that was a text I sent you yesterday that was like, I'm throwing a tantrum and I can't stop. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the worst feeling where I was just, I kept like sighing really loud and like throwing pens across my desk and like hanging up the phone extremely loud and being like god and things like that where i was just like i was throwing a continuous tantrum essentially the entire day and i couldn't make myself stop like Mm -hmm. i was just so behind and so frustrated that i was just watching myself be this disaster and not even a beautiful (laughs) disaster just a goddamn disaster yeah and it, it just brings me so much to it is really hard to be yourself sometimes. I mean, like, I've I've got so many terms for this. I have so many jokes for this. Like, I have to be with me all the time. You don't like me? Well, I gotta, I even have to sleep with me. Like, I have <laughs> no choice in the matter. And it's just so real. I'm, for all of us, like, it's not, 
I'm, it's not a problem that is singular to me. Like, no, you have to find a way to learn to live with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has a lot to do with just the decisions that you make, the way that you act and whether you decide that that's who you are or you're going to change it. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. There's, Um, there's definitely times where I am so annoyed by myself that I wonder how how I have friends that accept me or how my partner has decided to stay with me because I'm so annoyed with myself that I'm like, oh God, I am miserable to be around. How does anybody enjoy my presence at all? It is one reason that I really don't like being around people. I like being around people too, but the anxiety of like being myself and actually just like, even even if it's a situation where I'm like, oh cool, I get to hang out with Swan tonight. It's still like, oh, but I'm... (sighs) I'm just going to be myself and that sucks. (laughs) Like sometimes it's like, oh, I'm going to say something stupid or I'm going to, you know, it's, uh, it's tough to live with yourself. It really Mm -hmm. is. And I think it's so important to be self-aware and to understand that you can change things that you don't like. Mm -hmm. You can't change everything, but you can change so much. And I think one of the tough things about change is remembering that it takes, tiny steps that make big differences. Mm -hmm. Uh, An example that I can give for that is that um, I hurt my shoulder really bad a couple of years ago, Uh, my dominant arm. And for a little over a year, I couldn't even lift it. I couldn't lift my hand above my head. Couldn't even lift my arm up in the air. I actually just did it just to, I was like, you can do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the things that helped me get back to the point that I could use my arm again and it it is fully healed now and I feel very balanced and very, very grateful and happy about that. But one of the ways that I fixed that was by making up an exercise for my upper shoulders that simply required squeezing a muscle for 15 seconds every time I thought about it. Mm -hmm. There was no like alarm set. There was no whatever. It was just you can make this... small tiny I was trying to say sminy and then tall (laughs) you can make this small difference um that just is is a matter of when you think about doing it you just hold this one muscle and I mean just like crunches is a repeated action that builds muscle I do that with my posture yeah every every time I think about every time I realize how much I'm slunching over or I realize that my posture is bad every time I think about it I Pull my shoulders back and put my chest out. Which is the exact muscle that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It's the one right between your shoulder blades, and it's Mm -hmm. what corrects all of your ribs. It's what tells your ribs where to go. Mm -hmm. And when I first hurt myself, they were like, clench these muscles. And I was like, okay, they're clenched. And they were like, what muscles? You don't have any muscles here. (laughs) So that's that's what started that journey was that they they told me that I needed muscle in that area to make my back correct. And it's it's the exact spot that you're talking about. Mm Um, posture is everything in my, uh, in my yoga video that I do at home for it's, uh, yoga with Adrian. And if you search, (laughs) uh, text neck, she does a whole, it's like a 20 minute anyways. But one of the exercises she does is she says, um, pretend like pull your shoulders back and pretend that you're pinching a pencil and trying to hold a pencil between your shoulder blades and that posture works those muscles and yep. if you do that a little bit every day it'll eventually build up the muscle that you need to hold good posture without even thinking about it well and not only do swan and i both have problems with our shoulders and with like or have had problems and both have had to go to physical therapy for those things mm-hmm. we both reached similar conclusions coming from different 
different training, different exercises, et cetera, which I think is just, again, such an attestment to like, it doesn't, the road you take to get there doesn't necessarily matter. It's that you get there and that you take a road, you know, even if it has some side swoops and some, you know, what is construction detours? Yeah, that's good. There you go. Thanks buddy. Um, (laughs) anyway, so all of that to say just a tiny little move that made a huge difference for me. And I really think has like, um, just made it, it's helped my confidence and helped my posture. And all of a sudden I'm walking around the world in a different way just because my shoulders are back. Um, so just tiny move totally changes your life. Every time I feel misrepresented by my body or like whenever I feel small or unsure, I will remind myself to do the correct posture and pull my shoulders back and pull my chest up. And it instantly has an effect on my mental state and like the way that I'm presenting myself. And I instantly feel more confident, which like people see that. I have more space when I do it. Yeah. The, there's the, the not confident shrinky shouldery thing that we all like tend to do. And Mm -hmm. I don't, especially here in Minnesota. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but there is something to be said about walking across a room like that and then walking across a room with your shoulders back and your head high that just changes everything. Can we rename this podcast um, Posture? Posture Podcast? I mean, just the whole podcast again. <laughs> we just talk about posture. We have to stop derailing the name of this podcast. No, I want to bring it up every episode. I want it to be a That's recurring fine. thing. So write that down on our list of – on your sheets. Write it on your sheet. Oh, you did already. Great. I'm so proud of you. Tell me about your high. (sighs) I have a couple highs. And I don't mean all of the freaking (laughs) cannabis brownies that you ate. No, I'm just kidding. You don't do that. I don't. Um, (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with it. Um, One of of my biggest highs this week is that I got my hair cut. That is so true. Uh, I had been bleaching my hair for about five years and it was in like a pixie. And then I was finally like, screw this. I'm done with this. I'm going to grow it out so I can cut all the blonde off. That was two years ago. So I had been growing out my trash hair for two years. I'm so glad that you found another medium to talk to me about your haircut on. <laughs> it was my high. Don't derail me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ashley like, would be so upset with me right now. She would. Um, so I cut my hair and I got bangs, um, which is a big, a big, uh, change for me, but it's one of those things where it's like you, you get a haircut, which seems small in the grand scheme of things, but it, it's pretty big, dude. It's pretty big. Cause you didn't just get a haircut. You got a lot of hairs cut. Several hairs were cut. And it looks good. Thank you. You're welcome. I, f- I feel very fresh and new and I feel like it's given me a more professional look, which is good. Cause that's sort of what I'm striving for in my personal life i think it can be anything you want it to be thank you you're welcome thank you and then my other high is that i have uh, a really good friend of mine visiting this week oh you have two highs too i do i have two highs and it's my friend Aaliyah, and she's amazing and i'm so excited to see her and it was her birthday a couple weeks ago and i made her some pretty uh cool gifts that i'm very excited to give to her she's gonna love the shout out she will she is going to be on an episode someday. We did we did record one episode with her, but then I got really drunk, and then we decided we couldn't air it. <laughs> well, and we were missing whole pieces of the episode, etc. I, yeah. I love that you just burnt yourself out there. No, I think it's funny. 
Okay, great. As long as nobody ever hears it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was your high? Uh, I picked two as well. I had one copycat moment earlier today. I was actually being, pre- I was preparing to be like, I'm sorry, I picked two. And then you were like, my other high. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> looked up the block earlier today and I got really excited. Uh, the sidewalk at the corner of, of my job where we're allowed to smoke is, uh, there. you can see kind of like all the way up the block. It's at a slight angle uphill. So you can see almost an entire block ahead on the sidewalk and it's, beautiful in all seasons and I've taken many 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 pictures of it but today I resaw it again with the sun out and all the trees bare but some grass growing and only one patch of snow and I just realized that spring is here mm-hmm. and it may not be here 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 we might still get another snow but let me tell you this was a tough winter yeah it was a rough one yeah and I need spring right now or I'm leaving Minnesota screaming and never coming back. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing it's here because screaming and never coming back is not a good look for me. I mean, it would really disrupt the flow of this podcast. That's true. Um, You're going to have to accept that I'm not staying here forever and probably figure out where I'm your person goes next. I'm your person is going to have to figure out how to record transatlantically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a thing. I mean, we can do it. Have you ever heard of Skype? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but really though, um, it's a thing. The uh, postal service, it, the the band they they don't live next to each other. <laughs> shut up. I that was I liked that fact. You shut up. You shut up. Uh, I had another hi since I'm interrupting your sass. Oh, are you are you going three highs? No, I didn't say. What was the second one? I only said one. Oh, you're right. You did. Spring. It's here. Great. Do you know what's a low? You being a dick? No. <laughs> All day, every day. <laughs> now we have two lows. Do you want to bring another low? I don't have any more lows. I've had a good week. I have so many lows. All right. My second high was... Um, and I, I'm, I'm only bringing this up kind of as an educational piece. But I was walking to the restroom and I overheard, well, I didn't overhear. This little kid came up to me and they were like, we forgot olives. And I was like, you did? Are you going to get them next time or are you coming to get them now? And he's like, just walked Swan's like <laughs> rolling their eyes and their tongue back and what? I'm sorry. A little kid came up and was like, we forgot olives. What is the problem? Who fucking cares, you little four-year-old? Are you kidding me Go right back now? to your shut mom. Up. He was just being cute and he walked. <laughs> uh, Swan, shut up. <laughs> sorry. How about I derail everything you say? I'm just picturing like a kid coming up and being like, we forgot olives. And I'm like. Great, where's your fucking parents? His mom was literally a foot and a half away from him, and he just turned around and said, we forgot olives to me. I don't see anything wrong with it at all. I'd be like, listen to me, that is none of my business. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell my story now, if you would take just a tiny bite of shut the fuck up. Um, I'll nibble it. (laughs) 
Thank you so much. Go for it. Anyways, so he comes up and he says, we forgot olives. And I was like, great. Are you going to go get them or are you going to get them next time? Like he was just holding his tiny cart and just socializing with someone that walked past him. And he's a little co-op baby. Like he's been coming there in his mother's belly and his entire life. Like he's, he, he just talks to, it's fine. Thank you for being quiet. Oh, okay. There it is. That was a laugh. (laughs) Anyway, so then I said, are you going to get them next time or can I go get them for you? And at this point I look up at mom and I'm like, can I go snag your olives for you? And she was like, we also need a couple. She said, we need one more thing too. So we can just go get them. Don't worry about it. And I said, what's the other thing? And she said, cream cheese. And I said, bulk? She said, yep. And I said, do you care how much? And she said, nope. He just really wants to put cream cheese in olives. And I was like, okay. So, and that's why he was so excited. He was like, we have to go get this thing I really want. And he's like this big dude, like a foot and a half tall. Not really. That's like two and a half feet, whatever. (laughs) He was an infant. No, he was just a really (laughs) tiny boy. Okay. Being super sweet, which you derailed my entire subject, the whole point of everything. As you're telling the story, <laughs> I'm picturing a very sweet, cute little boy that I love very oh, much. Good. And so it's making this the story better. This is all about better. mom. So yeah. like, just okay. let me get to mom. Okay. So then mom says, do you hear that? She's going to go, they're going to go get us olives and cream cheese. And so like I zip off and I go get olives and cream cheese. And I was like, wow, that was interesting. Also super respectful because she has no idea what my gender identity is and whether or not I prefer she, they, them, or he. And I was just like, she said she, and I was totally fine with she, but when she said they, I felt really good. And so like, by the time I got back to her, I was like, hey, I just have to bring this up because you said that and then, and it was totally fine. And I was like, and then you self-corrected. Even though you didn't have to. Yeah. And I was like, I think that might be the first time that's happened to me in my entire life. And it felt really good. And I was just like, thank you so much for doing that. And I just feel the need to encourage you and like tell you that what you did just accidentally out of the blue made me feel really good. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I want to do it so bad. So I just have to do it. And she was like, I just keep being like, oh, it's so difficult. And it's just such a different way of phrasing things or whatever. But like, I didn't even know I wanted the space mm-hmm. until she gave it to me. And then I was like, Oh, thank you so much. That's like, so awesome. It just made me like feel different yeah. and very good. And so I felt the need to tell her that and like reinforce the, what she had done. And which is so cool because, um, yep. The day, the yesterday, which is the day before that we're recording, it's going to obviously be days later when we air this, but yesterday was trans awareness day. Which I saw so many posts on social media that were so inspiring and hopeful and made me feel so good. Yeah. And so just just even that like little story where it's like, if you're not sure, like nobody's going to be offended by you saying they. No. And it's not even like, it's not even if you're not sure. It's just like, I think for myself, it's, it, there have been difficult, go ahead. No, I was going to say like, like if, if she wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. About what your preference was. Like, if she's like, well, I don't know, but she said they, it's not like you're going to be pissed that she said they. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, 
How dare you? I'm obviously. So there actually are some people out there that would be upset because there's there's the whole this isn't the way the English language works uh, is, a, is a sentence that's said. That's frustrating. It is frustrating. And also um, Webster themselves posted that that is that. the way that the English language works. I, I saw that. Yeah. So suck it. So suck it. Webster said to suck it. Yep. Webster um, specifically their post said, just so you know, suck it. Yeah. Yeah. And I quote. It's word for word. It is so because like let's say you preferred she and the woman said they, you could have just been like, oh no, she is fine. Yeah, but and at the would, same time, who would have to correct that? But it's like, fine. Like if it really mattered, I guess. But like the fact that she said they. Well, and when you interrupted me, um when when what I was saying is that it has not always been first of all it has not been second nature to me in any way because of the way we were most of us were raised um how to use language mm-hmm. however i have found that swapping out they for she and him and them they and them for she and him actually makes me feel more comfortable about language in general mm-hmm. like if i i refer to you as them all the time mm-hmm. they them all the time and that's not something that you've asked me to do or even want or need but it's also not something that you're like excuse me i'm a she like but at the right. same time just by changing that one thing which is it has been a task it has been something that i had to consciously do it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and changing it all across the board makes it so that, like, I'll say it again. I didn't realize that it would make me feel seen. Mm-hmm. I also have just never really felt like a she, ever. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you can call me she. I get called he just as often as I get called she. It's I'm so used to just being misgendered and, like, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care. So it's like you've always been either put in this small box or that small yes. box, and this woman finally put she, you in a very she, large box. She put me in a box that felt comfortable. Yeah. Where it was like, I think part of the reason that I don't ask people not to call me she, and I don't ask people not to call me he, for starters, is because I spend a lot of time not taking space. And we've talked about that a lot in this podcast because Mm -hmm. that's definitely something I'm trying to change is to take space for myself. But at the same time, I have tried to take the mentality of it doesn't matter, call me whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what I've – because there are so many things that do matter that I think I try to pick my battles sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, it is just something that I've never really been willing to search – um, myself enough for her to be like, well, what do you really want though? Mm-hmm. Although I can tell you that she has always felt wrong, one hundred percent of my life. I'm not saying that I'm not a girl. I'm just saying that it's, it's just never felt like, oh, it's totally perfect. You're right. I'm such a girl mm-hmm. right now. Although, never mind. We're gonna let that go. I was like, sometimes I do have that feeling. I'm just <laughs> being such a girl right now. Um, it's just not been. Something that I have like it's not part of it's my not identity. Something you it's identify not part of my with. identity. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it was cool. That's I was really big. proud of her. That's and cool. Yeah, I, I I wrote it down the moment it happened because I was like, that is a really good learning opportunity to pass on mm-hmm. to anyone that will listen mm-hmm. because I really had no clue how it would make me feel until it happened. Well, and in the last in the past few months, I have gotten to know somebody who prefers 
the they gender identity. They, them pronouns. Yeah. And it's it was a learning curve at first, but it's like once you get into the habit of it, it becomes more natural. And every now and then I slip up and I feel really bad when I do, even though I know that they know that it's not a really big deal. But I've noticed, like you said, that I will also refer to other people as they as well. It helps. Because to me, it feels more safe and it feels more, it feels like I'm giving them space. Like... I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, sort of. Well, and that's part of the point is to take your be. privilege and try and give space to other people. Right. And it's the same way as I, uh, I've i noticed this new trend where people, instead of saying my husband or my wife, they say my partner. Even if they're a totally, like, hetero couple. That's a whole different subject and I want to I, – I have something else to say. It, it just – to me, it just has um, similar feels of giving the benefit of the doubt, giving space, giving – no? Your face says you disagree. My face says I was trying to remember something. You interrupted oh. me and then I okay. really forgot it. It's okay. Sorry. No, no. It's okay. I agree with you 100%. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. I was just going to say that I think one of the lessons that I've learned is that when you screw up and misgender someone and then you say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying so hard right now. Uh, da, 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 da. It You're actually. Like, oh my god, I forgot. Oh, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, let me fix that. It actually makes it worse. Mm-hmm. But if you just self-correct and you say, and then he, I mean, then they, da 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 da, and you move forward, then mm-hmm. it makes it. There's the first moment where you fucked up, mm-hmm. and then there's the moment where they hear you write it, and everything just moves for- smoothly forward. And you if just you fuck past up, it. yeah, and then you create. You call attention to it. Yeah, and you create a space for yourself instead, and it's all about how this is affecting you, and you're the one who can't handle this new thing thing. Mm -hmm. That is one of the biggest things that I see and also have been a culprit of myself. I can think of one person that the first day that we spent together, I just kept saying she over and over and over and over again. And by the end of the day, I think they actually threatened me. They were like, say it one more time. And the thing is, every time I said it, I said... And then she did da 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 I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It, 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 that did not help. Yeah. They were like, great, stop. It's just like when- Stop, like calling It's like if you fucking it. keep hitting somebody. Boosh, I'm sorry. Boosh, well, I'm sorry. It's like, like if somebody has cares? A, Change your ways. Stop it's like, it. It's like if somebody has a zit and you keep calling attention to the zit and then saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry I brought up your zit, yeah. which makes everybody look at their zit even more. That's true. It's like, just stop drawing attention to it. It's, I actually had someone- Um. Well, I will just, that leads into another story, so give me just one second. Three, two. Thanks, buddy. That really helps. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Well, we were talking about failing, and I was talking about how I was trying to fail gracefully and how difficult things are, my job, and then I was going to tie that into actually getting a couple of compliments from some people that work with me that I direct um and it's it's always as a leader a leader is something that i have ended up being a lot in my life without necessarily even anticipating or wanting it but there are some things as a leader that are very important to me and i got some reinforcement from these two employees that were just telling me that um they appreciated the way i leaded led leaded <laughs> leaded <laughs> uh, which was really great and then the only reason that tied into what you just said is that at the end of what uh, what one of them was saying, he said, 
And also, you never comment on my body, and that means a lot to me. And at first, wow. I was just, I was just like, what? But then, like he just said, that it's something that happens to him a lot. Like whether he, um, you know, is super fit at the time or a little less fit or whatever. It's just something that he hears about a lot. And I just thought it was like very off topic, but at the same time, that's it, it tied into what you and I were saying. Yeah. Interesting. And it's funny that, like, I don't want to turn this into a whole nother thing, but it's funny that, like, if a guy says that, you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, and you, like, take notice. But if a woman said that, I don't know. I just feel like it would get less. Well, yeah, because for starters, wait, is this going to be a fucked up sentence? I have to think about it before I say it. Say it. Just say it wrong. You you. Most women that I know actually want you to. Oh, that sounds so bad. I mean, like, you want me to tell you that your hair looks nice, buddy. I've I've told you. <laughs> if it does, you want me to tell you that. I feel like we're walking into murky waters here. Because I think that sometimes you want to be complimented or noticed on certain things. But sometimes... It shouldn't fucking matter, and you don't want to hear what somebody else's fucking opinion is about the way that you look. Here's when I want your opinion. Did I just interrupt you? Do you want to say something else about that? I mean, I was just going to kind of go into a rant about... Go ahead. You know, like, there are some times where I want somebody to say, oh my god, your hair looks so nice today, or, or whatever, but like, I never want any single comment about my body... Unless you are a close personal friend, like I don't want to hear I just about. I don't think I want it anyway. Well, I'm, and it, it's different for every person. I think that's a big part of it, which is why yeah. I think you need to be close personal friends with somebody before you step into that realm. But like, like if if Aaliyah came up and she was like, "Oh my god, your tits look amazing in that dress," I'd be like, "Thank you, oh my god." But if somebody else came up and was like, "Oh my god, your rack looks great," I'd be like. You know, depending on my relationship with I, that person, I'd, I'd be like, accidentally Fuck slap you. Aaliyah for saying that to you, and then be like, "Oh, sorry, was that cool?" <laughs> no, it's actually, Aaliyah. How dare it's cool. you? I it's mean, cool. oh, sorry. Um, we barely know each other. I'm so sorry. I hate because you. I know that, it, like, coming from Aaliyah, it comes from like love and support and appreciation and all these other and you know, boosting my self confidence and all these. It comes from a sorry, I burped. It comes from a good place, um, but if anybody else makes a comment. About my appearance, about my appearance, it's like <laughs> appearance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Thank God for pop filters. If somebody else makes a comment about my uh, my appearance, <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one's making comments about your period, dude. I really hope. Okay, one more if time. If anyone does, here we go. One more time. Let me know. One more time. If somebody else makes a comment about my. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. If someone else makes a comment about your appearance. Appearance. I, I wanted to say it again so bad, but I was trying to help you. Appearance, appearance, go. Okay. If somebody else makes a comment about my appearance, I didn't fucking ask for your opinion. I don't need to know what you think about my tits or my ass or my hair or my face or my makeup or my bag or my coat or my clothes or my jeans or my shoes. Okay, wait, I don't though. fucking care what you think. That's I not wear this actually no, true. I wear this shit because it makes me happy. Don't you? I'm making, I'm, making, I'm only making noises because of the, at the same time, 
self-proclaimed narcissist is a direct quote from your face. Yes. And your amount of, and not that I, I'm not saying I don't also get this, but your amount of like, oh my God, I'm super high off of my Instagram likes from my haircut. Yes. Is to me saying that as much as you would like to not care about what other people think, you do still care. It's I just, absolutely care. It's just a matter of like, it is not your business to comment on those things. Like, yes. Dude, I, it's not, you shut up. And here's the difference. Here's the difference. When I posted my Instagram photo about my haircut, I was putting it out there for for the world. Yes. When I go to the store. That's a good. Or the gas that station. That's a good identifier or whatever. And somebody comments about, girl, your ass looks fine. I am not putting yes, that yes. out there for comment. Yep. Yeah. So I, that's in the fact, difference. I just have it. It's just here on my body. Yeah. So I like, can't help it. I'm not. <laughs> it is fine. Asking. Thank you, but also shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Like, thank you. I know it's fine. Mind your own fucking business. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a little bit of a difference, and I think there's. I think a lot of it is intention. You know, if you're gonna be in a fashion show, if you're purposely showing off something that. If you're showing off your tits because you fucking love your tits, good for fucking you. That is awesome. But if you are just going somewhere or you happen to be somewhere or if you're at a club with your girlfriends and some dude is going to fucking – that's different. I venture to say that I have dressed more conservatively in my life simply to – not only, not simply, but part of the reason – is to not get those comments. It's not that you're not still going to think them, etc. It's just back to fucking trauma again. Like, I, sometimes that shit throws you into the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, I seriously smashed a tray full of Chick-fil-A over someone's head when I was 15 years old because they slapped my ass. And it's just like getting into people's space and taking, I don't know, like that's, it's, verbal can kind of take that form when you're just like, ooh, girl, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like, back off. Mm-hmm. You want to think that in your own head? Fine. Mm-hmm. Also, um, speaking of, like, boundaries and not treating people like that, uh, I was talking, and I don't remember if we said this on the cast, but I was talking about um, how I've been a little bit... <laughs> that was you. <laughs> how I've been a little bit... Uh, sensitive and like easily triggered lately and I had um a dear friend come up behind me while I was working and say boo mm-hmm. and then the next a little bit later I found a way to be like oh hey when you did that that was really bad if you wouldn't mind until further notice like please don't act that way mm-hmm. so yesterday they came up behind me and I heard them from like five feet back Approaching, approaching, <laughs> approaching, approaching. May I hug? And I was like, yes. And like, yes. I never saw them, but they just like, I recognized their voice. That's I knew the they were coming. Way to it was so that. cute. <laughs> and then they were like, provided the space is still needed, I was just giving it to you. And I was like, space still needed. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and it's just, I don't think that people can understand how important and amazing. I mean, I think that consent. And giving people opportunity to have control over their body and their actions and their mind is beautiful already. Mm-hmm. But um, coming from someone that has not always had those things, I think that they there's a possibility that they mean more to me. Mm-hmm. But 
in any case, they just, I'm sure they just mean a lot to everyone. Yeah. And whether you know it or not, I think some people don't know that they want that. Yeah. I agree. I feel like, yeah. You just can't, <laughs> I was telling, I think it was you, uh, you can't know what it is that's going to trigger you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the other day I have my, uh, my laundry detergent is above my washer and I like poured some into a cup and then leaned over to pour it into the washing machine and a drip of laundry detergent fell on my shoulder and I like just turned around in full like fake karate mode. <laughs> I was like ready to chop someone. It was mm-hmm. just a drip of liquid landed on my shoulder. Yep. And I was like, who are we fighting? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's trauma. Yeah. Um, it's real. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm like three beers in, but just thinking about people that deal with trauma and I want all of the people who have trauma to be able to see a therapist and I just want to hug all of them. Yeah. I should go back. Yeah. I have started doing some weird shit without, uh, consciously making the decision to do so and it's something you have to know that i instantly in my head (laughs) wanted to scream out butt stuff so hard but i knew it was not appropriate so much i'm just saying i'm just saying um that i actually just wanted to start just a conversation about a discussion but you are so into interrupting me today that you just i can't help yourself it's the beers it's fine um but i will take them away from you if you don't stop don't win uh now i forgot oh thing number one is i have stopped saying you're welcome when people say thank you i don't not say it at all i just don't say it i'll tell you why okay there are a lot of pieces of language that we use at each other that we don't mean i'll give you an example hi how are you you don't actually fucking care how I am. Mm -mm. And I can't tell you how empty and sad and horrible it makes me feel when I'm feeling really empty and sad and horrible and someone just walks past me and blankly says, how are you? And then walks away without an answer. Mm I hate it. So when people say, how are you? Sometimes I say things like, it it changes. I actually answer now. Most of the time it's like, I can't actually give you a good answer or I can't give you an honest answer because you're a customer and you're asking me a question that you don't actually want the answer to. But I'm not going to give you your fucking fine, great, fantastic. I'm not giving that to you. And I, it's something that has changed. I just can't do it anymore. So with your welcome, if you say, let's say that you come in, you're on your cell phone, you clearly don't need to be on your cell phone. You're just having some random conversation while you're shoving a list at me and just Mm -hmm. like pointing and shit. And at the end of it, when we're all done and you clearly just came in and wanted someone to do all of your homework for you and you didn't want to get off of your phone call and you made me feel like trash and you set me behind in my work by half an hour and you say, thank you. You actually don't mean thank you. No, I don't feel thanked by you. I feel used and so when you say thank you, I say, yep. Or, it's, it's uh-huh. Because when it feels like they're speaking to the help and the help is you and by you're welcome, they mean 
your job here is done, go away. I only say you're welcome when I am welcomingly giving something to someone. Is that a word? That's probably not a word. Whatever. But even when, when I, I like when I ask people, like when I ask people, like, how are you? I'm genuinely Yeah. But that's but that's the difference though, is like yep. I'm well, and so I think that's my big thing is I hate empty words. Yeah. I would rather you just say hi and good morning than hi, how are you? If yeah. you don't want to know. Yeah. I hate them. I yeah. hate empty words and the fine, dude. Fine is such a stupid answer. I hate it. I'm going to punch myself in the face every time it comes out of my mouth. I'm just like, you're just settling. You're settling for fine because you don't want to tell the truth. I used to have a sous chef and anytime anybody asked how they were, they would be like, oh my God, it's so good. But the way that they would say so good was like ultra sarcastic. Yeah. And it made it so fucking funny because in the way that they were saying so good, it was obvious that things were not so good and that they were super busy. So now it has become a habit of mine that when people ask how I am, I'm like, oh my God, so good. And I do it like really emphatically and kind of sarcastically. I might have to take that. Although I I fear that people will actually be like, really? Tell us why. And I'm just, it's, it's strange the because I talk I normally... so much when really what I'm, I talk so much to get you to shut up is a lot, is a lot of what. Are you trying to tell me to shut up? Uh, sometimes. Usually I just tell you to shut up though. A lot of the reactions I get when I say so good is people who are like, oh, oh my gosh, okay. And like, they're like jazzed about it. But really, I'm just like, no, I'm either trying to be funny or I'm being sarcastic or whatever. Most of the time I'm being funny. Too many notes. That's a a Amadeus quote, I think. Rock me Amadeus, Amadeus, rock me Amadeus. Do you know who Amadeus is? Yes. Okay. I'm good. singing the awesome song from the 80s, Rock Me Amadeus. Okay, but that's not Amadeus. Never mind. No, I know that that's not Amadeus. I don't that know that not- 80s song, so I was just like, cool, you're <sighs> singing some pop reference song about a I'll classical edu- composer. I'll educate you. But anyways, I know about the real Amadeus. Too Many Notes, I think, is a quote from him and possibly from the movie Amadeus. Great movie. Have you seen it? No, but I've heard about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't handle you right now. I probably am PMSing because I'm so annoyed by you at the moment. Can you just uh, go? Can we just go? <laughs> Can we? Do we want to step outside? I'm not really that annoyed Catch these hands. <laughs> what? Catch these hands. Oh. EP is threatening us. <laughs> Wait, so if we go outside, we're going to catch these hands? I didn't mean like fighting. I meant like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> also, I keep clicking this pen. I've turned into wit. Oh my god! How dare you? I'm so sorry. Um, but not at- only wit clicks their pen. Look at these bangs. If though. you don't blame me again for your own, look at these bangs. I'm gonna kill you. I'm just—they're banging. If you don't blame me again for your own pen clicking, you can borrow my non-clicky pen. God. I don't like your stupid pen. We talked about this before we started recording. Why are we recording. fighting right now? Because you're PMSing. I don't know. Because I just guessed I was PMSing because you guessed I was PMSing. I guessed, and I feel like I'm right. I feel like <laughs> I know your body more than you do. Also, I'm three. You just projected that on me earlier today. I'm three strong beers deep. You guys, I'm so sorry. Sometimes being each other's person is just being willing to fight with each other. Like, But honestly, I'm enjoying every minute of this. Are you having? Yes. Great. Well, just so everyone knows, <laughs> are you? Swan's having fun. Swan's having a great time. I, I guess I'm just glad you are. Hey, Wit. What? 
you are precious to me. I love you so much. Stop. What are you doing right now? It (laughs) works. You bring me joy. You make me smile. Stop. You're embarrassing me. You make me think. I love you. And it brings so much insight. And also, you and EP just inspire me. So, suck on that, You just made me throw a small tantrum over here. (laughs) I drew a bunch of lines. I see it. I see it. Everybody, if listeners out there, if you have somebody that makes you smile, I'm drunk. Send them a text message. (laughs) Tell them you love them. (laughs) Oh, don't blame the kind words on drunkness. I drink to be vulnerable sometimes, and it's not a healthy coping mechanism. Yeah, I heard that. But I'm also being real. Okay. I feel good about that. That was a good... That's good. I thought that was pretty cute. Convo. Um, We're cute. So I wanted to ask you a question. Ask me a question. (laughs) (laughs) What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, shit. That's a good one. Um, I mean, the answer can't be one answer. You get that, right? Mm-hmm. Because you never want it to be one thing. No. I think if I could pick a theme of what all of the things that I wanted to be were and everything that I first tried to put myself into and be like, I'm going to do this thing. It was always, oh, this is kind of embarrassing, the best. It was... I'm going to be the best female basketball player, like throwing hoops in the dirt because we just had like a net like <laughs> on some dirt. And like I was like, I might have to work really hard at dribbling, but I'm going to be able to make the best shots ever. And then eventually it kind of like settled with me that I was like, oh, you're not going to be the best. Like that's not going to work for you. Probably not going to happen. Uh, okay, how about this? I'm going to be the best. <laughs> this thing and um i think that my translation over into like my own life has just been that i've decided to just be the best person that i can be oh, i've just good. decided to be um the best friend that i've ever met or the best friend that i would want for myself and the best lover that someone could have and the best like it's it's I've changed it more to just wanting to do my best instead of being the best mm-hmm. how about you well I was gonna ask a part b sure if 12 year old you saw current you or met I love current you would they be proud 12 year old me was so sad and hurt and trying so very hard that 12 year old me would be so very pumped about and like 12 year old me wouldn't have near as many problems with 
the flaws that I have. They would mm-hmm. just be like, but dude, you can drive a car. <laughs> and like, but you get to choose what you want to eat for dinner and you mm-hmm. don't have to eat it. Even if you like, if you don't like it, you don't have to eat it. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest adult things where I'm like, I don't like this. Oh my God. I can just give it to someone else or throw it away. Like I don't have to eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would say that 12 year old wit would be pumped about, all of my freedom and about um, living my life the way that I uh, feel is is good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, twelve year old Swan really wanted to be an archaeologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was because I liked playing in the dirt so much, and Hell the yeah. idea of like digging and then happening upon like a skeleton of like a I don't know a squirrel would have been so cool. Um, yeah, I really wanted to be an archaeologist. Uh, and then when I left, when I got done with high school and I started going to college, I was going to college to be a teacher. And I think a lot of that was because I didn't realize who I was or what I wanted to do. And I had really no identity. Um, so I thought, oh, be a teacher. And then I was like, wait a minute. I hate children. (laughs) Um, my brother was, um, asking me for help digging a pitcher's mound one time and I found a rusty toy airplane that had clearly been in the ground for a very long time. It was very small, but it was like, I was ecstatic. I was just like, this is the coolest thing. Like I've discovered a life form from the 1900s. (laughs) Right. I have a follow-up question for you. Yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be, I don't have like a specific answer, but I have a vague answer. I want to be somebody who is responsible for a lot of things. I want to be somebody who balances books and manages people and inspires people and encourages people and supports people in doing something that they believe in and something creative, but also something hard. So I think I'm, I think I'm in the, on the right line of work because I think cooking is something that is creative, but is also something hard physically and mentally. And so I think when I was a sous chef, I think that was probably the equally the happiest and the most miserable I've been because, you know, different reasons. But my favorite parts of the job was, um, doing the, doing the paperwork stuff in my office, but also managing my staff and making sure everybody was happy and everybody had what they needed. And I would jump in and help them if they needed help and feeling the appreciation from them when I would jump in and help them and making sure that my staff was happy and healthy and had what they needed to do their jobs well. And also doling out not only encouragement, but also, um, discipline, when needed. Um, I really like that. I think that sounds great. I was just thinking about some of the things that you needed or said that you would need for that, like doling out. You didn't say punishment, did you? That's just what I heard. I said discipline. (laughs) Punishment. One of my favorite things, we were talking about this earlier off the podcast, is one of my favorite things that was pulling out my bitch card. And if somebody was 
being really dumb or being irresponsible or being a jackass or, you know, fucking around. One of my favorite things when I was a sous chef was having the title and the weight to throw down and be a bitch and call somebody out and put them in their place. Like I never, I, I can't say I never, I tried not to do it needlessly and I tried to only pull it out as sort of a last resort to sort of make somebody aware of that they were fucking up and they needed to get their shit straight. But, uh, but also tried to be a very encouraging and supportive sous chef because I think that's really important in a really creative field where it's a lot of stress and pressure and you don't want to put too much pressure on somebody who's already under a lot of pressure because then they're just going to fucking blow up. Yep. And I think, especially in the culinary field, there's a lot of people who deal with addiction and mental health issues that just sort of amplify those pressures. And so you never want to put on too much pressure. I think that's probably just over like like a broad blanket. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that you could be like, and we all know that everyone deals with mental health issues and a lot of people deal with addiction. I no, understand that it's bad that's right. It's I feel like working in kitchens, working in the restaurant industry, it attracts a certain type of people. And I think a lot of people that I've talked to in the industry can sort of agree that working in a kitchen will attract a type of misfit. If you are a misfit, you usually gravitate toward being in the restaurant industry. And that that does attract a lot of people who do have anxiety, depression, addiction issues, and when you pile all those things onto a very stressful, high-pressure job that's also very creative and very competitive and very under the microscope, sometimes it can be really beautiful and you come out with really beautiful results and sometimes it ends up with somebody killing themselves or overdosing and it's really, really, really hard because working in kitchens, those people become your family and then when somebody kills themselves or overdoses it affects that family really really hard and i've dealt with it more times than i'd like to and it's it sucks yeah um i i also just think that you should understand that that's not exclusive to restaurants absolutely not no it's everywhere well i mean if (laughs) i was just like well, maybe I've just been going to jobs that have all misfits <laughs> in them. Like, and I have I have worked mostly in food, um, so maybe <laughs> maybe that is a a ticket. But uh, I just think that it's so widespread, mm-hmm. and and I think that these things are just not talked about very broadly. I was actually just talking to one of my chef friends today, and we were talking about the fact that. Um, Because I was saying when I was a sous chef that it was really frustrating because kitchen culture was very prevalent. And kitchen culture is, you know, work yourself to death, do all the drugs, do whatever you have to do to be amped up and then, you know, drink all the coffee, do all the coke. And then when you're done with your shift, drink all the beers and then do all the Xanax to fall asleep and wake up six hours later and do your job again. And that was very much kitchen culture was like, you're never too sick. You're never too hungover. You have to show up for work. You have to do your hardest, 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 hardest. And then I think after Anthony Bourdain died, I think um, a lot of kitchen work or kitchen workers really uh, reevaluated and said, 
wait a minute, I think kitchen culture isn't working anymore. I think we need to reevaluate and, um, and, and change our perspective on what's healthy and, and that it's, it's okay to prioritize mental health and work-life balance and all of these really good things. And I've been out of the restaurant industry for a few years and I've just been doing personal chefing, but, um, I think it would be hugely beneficial to our industry to really prioritize mental health and taking care of yourself and having a work-life balance. Cause I think it's just not there enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been struggling and I'm really grateful um, that my current boss is very understanding of me just being like, I need to also be at home sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I spent like a year working five and six days a week, which is just treacherous for my soul. Like it just Mm -hmm. does not work for me. I get none of my own art and none of my own housework and none of my own shit done. And all I can do is try and like calm down from the previous shift before going Mm -hmm. to the next one. It's just really bad. And, um, getting some understanding and help, uh, to get a schedule that works with me also being a person because it's all well and good to be, your person and to have you be my person, but we need to be our own person. Mm -hmm. Well, when you, when you spend a third of your day or I suppose a third of your life sleeping, a third of your life working, and then a third of your life, you get to do whatever you want. And I think in a lot of industries, and I'm just speaking from restaurant industry because that's what I know, but a lot of industries, you're going to cut out that third and have less than a third of sleep you're going to expand that third of working and then you're, you're just shortening that third that you get to yourself. And so I think it's really important to, <laughs> to, yourself. to, to put up that... to, I mean like you're whatever you want to I, I do. Was just kidding. Oh. So I think I it's like, like, yeah, right. That doesn't happen. I think it's really important to put up boundaries and say, yeah, no, like this is, this is not a suggestion. This is a demand. I demand that a third of my life go to what makes me happy and not work or sleep. I demand this and I deserve this and I've earned this and I am justified to have this. Or the light just burns out. Yeah. Because especially when you're in a super creative field, you cannot be creative if you're completely burned out. I have been burned out so many times in my life and it has led me to rage quitting jobs and walking out and fucking sucks well and beyond being creative like i can't even pull off customer service if i'm overworked yeah like the other day (laughs) sorry the other day this dude came up to me and it was like a long day on the string of like five days in a row and a bunch of other stuff and (laughs) i'm sorry he came up to the banana table and he was like uh these bananas are so big i just can't believe that they're organic And I said, you know what? I agree. I just don't believe in anything anymore. (laughs) And I told that story to someone and they were like, why didn't you just explain to him why those bananas were so big? And I was like, because I didn't have it. Mm -mm. I did not have anything. No. You know what? If you want to know why these fucking bananas are so fucking big, go use your goddamn Google machine, you stupid motherfucker. Like, why are you talking to me right now? Yeah. And most of the time, like, one of my favorite, very, very favorite parts of my job is educating. Yeah. So most of the time I'm going to be like, you know, actually – they grow in this this big old bunch, and the bananas on the top and outside are bigger, and the more you get to the inside, 
they're smaller. Like, I've said that to a million people, but mm-hmm. this guy, I was just like, you're dumb. Yep. Figure it out, mm-hmm. fucker. Yeah. And it was just because I was exhausted. You, you didn't have used it all. Used it all. You had no spoons. Out of spoons. Silverware drawer empty. Yeah. Uh, and in case we haven't described spoons, in fact, I don't think we have in the first four episodes. Nope, we sure haven't. Uh, it is kind of an emotional currency is what it is. It's like an, a, an example of usage would be Swan says, hey, Wit, um, can you help me move? And I say, Swan, you know, I do have the day off tomorrow. You're right. However, I really don't have the spoons to help you. It's not like I can't physically do it. And it's not I can't emotionally do it. I could do it. But essentially, what well, I need that time more for certain self-care, self-healing, um, or for something else. And it's just a way to describe to the people that love you. In my experience, it's really great currency conversation for the people that love you to say I'm not taking this space because I'm upset with you Mm -hmm. or I don't love you or I don't want to protect you or I don't want to help you I'm literally taking this because I need it more than I can help you yeah like it's like I need this more than I have the ability to help you you got anything buddy I don't it's just a metaphor and I use it all the time I hope it's really helpful to you everyone um i did not say but this is wit (laughs) shit god we suck we are the worst i'm so sorry hi we just continue to say how we are the worst and not change things Mm -hmm. it's great let's get better we're Um, trying i promise we're trying hi i'm swan is that it, buddy? And no. This is I'm your person. <laughs> this is I'm okay. your person. Um, I, I Swan, am begging the listeners for listener mail. I want emails. They're getting desperate, you guys. I'm going to start paying getting people bad. to send me emails. I've heard that a lot of people are texting wit and hey, having comments. I'm I don't... just No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was like, I don't think you have to stop the wit text. No, no. No, you're right. You're right. But if you could... If you would be so obliged to go the extra step and email us, it would make me personally so happy. And it would also, also help our workflow a little bit because it would put it where we can respond to yeah. emails. Um, also, Wit and I were talking about the idea of hosting a, a thing. You didn't tell them where to email us. Oh, sorry. If you're going to email us, email us at imyourpersonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Swan and I were talking about hosting a getting to know you um question and answer sesh maybe in a month or so so mm-hmm. email us if you would like to be a part of this uh we're centered in minneapolis and if you are in the area we can probably the debt the date is not like set yet so TBD. we could yeah we could take some feedback on a date first come first serve if you weigh in and you have a date and we're free but what we'd we like, got you. what we would like to do is basically set up in a public space and have you just come hang out, have a beer with us, talk to us. We'll record everything and we'll put little snippets of those recordings in a podcast. So we're just dealing with a lot of like split 
crowd right now, they either know me or they know Swan. Mm -hmm. And so we are really poorly attempting to help you meet the other person. Bridge the gap. Yep. Which we're sucking at. I'm so sorry. Dude, we suck at this. I I don't succeed at much, to be real. I think you do. I mean, I'm trying to get good at failing Swan. I'm just kidding. This is is adults (laughs) trying to make friends plus podcast supporters. Yeah, so... It's very weird. Basically, um, I think that we want you to know us and to be able to ask questions that you want to ask. So for this session that we're planning, you can either email in your questions if you are not in the area, or you can request to be at our session. Um, And we're just going to set up some mics and we'll do some question answer stuff. We'll ask you questions, which I think would be fun. Yeah. I want to know how many of you are left-handed, things like that. I love statistics and... So I'm going to have to calculate how many of our listeners are left-handed for sure. Nerd alert. Shut up. You're a nerd. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we're excited about that. That's going to be fun, I think. Email, 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 please, because Swan won't shut up. And it would be really great. I just want to hear from you guys. I think she just needs a first email, you guys. Somebody's got to do it. Whoever sends the first email. What are you going to give them? A big hug. What if they're not in I the wish area? I had uh We don't even have merch yet. No, we don't. We're getting it. We'll but we don't have it. it yet, so we can't uh, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> Whoever sends the first email is promised the first I'm your person mug Ooh, that is ever created. Or t shirt or t shirt. Yeah, your choice. Or How about koozie. that? Because we're oh yeah, we're def we're we're gonna do koozies, we're or gonna visor, do mugs and we're or fanny pack. Fi- backpack. Fanny pack I support. <laughs> what century notebook is this pen bish phone case shut up <laughs> pajama bottoms anyway um please participate because we're kind of just throwing this shit out into the void right now and we would love your participation this we were supposed to start the conversation and we're hoping you guys will help us continue it. Otherwise, the, we're just two dumb white chicks talking in a room yeah, together. So that doesn't make me feel great. Um the, <laughs> sorry the, for calling us. No, dumb. I mean it's it's true though. The I think the biggest thing is I think this podcast I mean, will be greatly dumb. improved by hearing feedback from our listeners and whether that comes in questions or comments or critiques or whatever. Like I think any feedback that we get from you, we can play off in the episodes and i think it'll just improve everything so just flood our goddamn inbox fucking a guys Seriously, we want to hear from you opinions. i'm gonna start getting pissed <laughs> that threats are not gonna help thank you i'm sorry That's, thank you yeah great threaten the fans next week perfect angry swan I don't <laughs> angry swan is gonna be a sesh of swan just ranting in a room by herself yeah. every once in a while i just walk out on her mm-hmm. it happens it's weird um <laughs> you're talking about this by yourself swan okay <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just another thank you. I think we're wrapping up here. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think the one thing I was going to say is send us your feedback, but please don't judge me too harshly. I get up <laughs> most of the time when we are recording. I've been up since 4.30 or 5. Yeah. And then we record around like meh, 7. Yeah. Or so, so. You're pretty tight Yeah. Well, I'm, my mind is just very, Spacing. it's in a lot of places. Yeah. But I'm very grateful to be here with all of you, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk about these things. I think in an earlier episode I said, essentially, I have to right now. Like, I've just reached a point in my life that I just need to talk. And so I'm grateful 
that you're here for the conversation. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, I'm impressed. And please know that we're going to keep getting better and we're going to keep improving this and getting, you know. We have to stop promising that and just do it. No, I think we are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. I mean, if you, you know, since the beginning, I think we keep improving a little bit every episode. I'm for certain. Also, um, whatever you're going through this week, well, first of all, let us know because, God, I want listener mail. But second of all. Okay, stop being such a anyway i hope it gets better and i hope you have a really good week i hope you send us your highs and lows yeah send us your highs and lows we're actually gonna try and do this like just continue this as a theme think of highs and lows because i think perspective is really important and it's Mm -hmm. a really good idea to allow yourself space to be upset about things not going right but remind yourself to appreciate the things that went well so we're gonna try and take the space for highs and lows each week and if you send us your highs and lows, maybe we'll read them out. Things yeah. like that. And don't let anybody's highs or lows invalidate your highs and lows. Yeah. Like your highs Please or lows, whatever they are, are valid. Well, the, sm- the smallest things. Yeah, earlier this morning, I walked down the front steps and I didn't, like I walked down very fast. And at the end of them, I was like, oh, I should slow down. And then I was like, no, there's no ice. Like <laughs> that could be a high. A that high. was the high of the day, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no ice on my steps. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Please continue to keep joining us. We want to keep getting better for you and with you and And for us and with us. This is such a fun project and we love doing it. We're we love your that you person. We love that you guys are here. Have a good week. Mm-hmm.